War in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, folks, good afternoon. Right now it is 12.06, and you're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380. And 99.9 FM. This portion of the program of this Monday, my goodness, it seems so threatening outside. But it's brought by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Stop it and see them. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. It is Steve and Debbie and Junior and Byron. Folks, it's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Now, especially... Uh, listen, it's been hot. It's going to be dry, but it's going to be it's cooling off. And that's where now this week uh, you just heard the weather forecast. It certainly seems that it's going to be an opportunity to, um, you know, do some outdoor gardening and what have you. Now, some rain is coming later, but then the rest of the week actually looks good. Folks, stop it and see them. They're having a fantastic season. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. 3688. Quaker Lane in North Kingstown, Tropical Mandevillas, Screen Loom, and also Vegetable Plants and Herbs. They also have Screen Loom and Mulch available. They are a full-scale nursery. Gift certificates are available. They're open seven days a week. Folks, it's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Stop and see them. Again, it's Steve and Debbie and Junior and Byron. You can also look for them on Facebook. They have a uh, very good Facebook page that they keep up to date. Folks, it's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Uh, everybody with Facebook Live that normally we do it, uh, I'm just going to ask you to, to just be just a little patient as we're slowly getting everything up to speed with the uh, the Facebook page. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, sometimes things just happen on a Monday. So uh, I'm going to ask everyone to be patient with that. And then um, we'll, we'll get that up and running. I have my engineer and technician working on it as we speak. Where suddenly um, something just suddenly stops stops working. So um, we'll, we'll get that folks straightened out. And then we will in fact... Uh, be up and running with Facebook Live. In the meantime, obviously, we are first and foremost a radio program, and there's several stories that are making news on this on this Monday. And one of the thing things I want to mention that um, uh, I'm going to um, excuse me, folks. God bless Juan. Um, one of the things that we're going to um be focusing on. Uh, it would, in fact, be exactly who's on the ballot um, and who is not on the ballot. And so one of the things that I noticed is, you know, it's not easy with certain people getting signatures and people um, attempting to make their way on the ballot. That's part of the process. That is part of the process for those that want to run for office. If you want to run for office... One of the things that you have to take into consideration is part of that is that you have to be able to get the proper number of signatures in order to appear on the ballot. Now, that's almost like a, a first test. And I want to mention for those that if you can't accomplish that. All right. So we got audio working. Now, now all we need is the video so people can see me. Um, I, I'm, I'm also off air um, just uh, communicating with someone. There we go. He has done it again. All right. I think we're off and running. Folks, just bear with me. Look at that. What was it? Do we know? Let's get a restart, reclick. Restart, okay. Reclick. All right. Let me just get this. If you don't mind, one moment, engineer. Mr. Folks, Harold, young Harold is our engineer. Uh, let me, um, I want to just do that. And then we should be good to go. And he's going to stay right there. I know, folks, this brings everything a little bit to to a halt. But it'll be worth it. Because otherwise, 
are under a situation where I wave off the engineer and say, nope, we're all set, we're good to go. And then all of a sudden when I try to go, it it is not. Um, you know what's interesting, anyone that's listening, and right now it's 11 minutes past 12. We, we should be good to go momentarily here. But folks, what's, um, what's interesting to me is the technology stuff. It, it is just nonstop. Um, you know, wh- whether it be some of the, the apps that we use or over the course of the weekend, I noticed I was not receiving um, email with one of my email accounts on my phone. So I had to contact them. I'm well aware it was 100 degrees. Thank you, D-Man. On Saturday. And, uh, but the next thing you know, we, we don't have, I couldn't get email on my phone. And I live for email on my phone. It's, it's the nature uh, of what we do. Let me just, uh, I'm going to, we may have a guest coming up uh, in just a couple moments, but we'll wait and see. So, but anyhow, again, now uh, everybody's signing on with Facebook, and I want to welcome everybody in. This is the Noon Report Live. There's several stories that we're we're talking about, but I'm going to use this. Uh, opportunity, folks, just to remind you. I want to remind you about Yankee Tree. And two two factions here I want to remind you. One is Yankee Tree, the tree trimming experts in Lincoln. And it's 439-6028. 439-6028 for Yankee Tree service. Give them a call because they do it all. And this is the time the tree trimming experts, they will do, by the way, tree removal, stump grinding, tree pruning. Call them to get a quote, emergency service. Listen, with all this, and it is, it's certainly some some extreme weather, uh, you know, that we, you can't deny that we are having. Who knows what the fall is going to be? And so what I would like you to do is to call Yankee Tree. And again, good afternoon to everybody tuning in and joining us on uh, FB on Facebook. But call Yankee Tree now for to find maybe it's as simple as getting some some branches, some tree pruning. And and whether it's Trump, sometimes tree removal or tree pruning always helps. But you want to deal with the experts at Yankee Tree Service, fully insured tree removal company. And they have a licensed arborist. And where that comes in handy, the licensed arborist, and I know this from firsthand experience in dealing with them, is it's very helpful. I've had them out to my property and, and home, obviously. And, and sometimes, you know, I'm looking at a certain type of tree that maybe I think is threatening or, you know, could cause havoc. And then it should come down. And then after they look it over, you know, they end up saying, well, well, no, actually, you know, that one is fine. But you want to maybe you want to be careful with this particular tree that's over here. So. Um, so, folks, Yankee Tree Service. And now is the time, especially when you have a chance early on, like, you know, here it is the last week of July and you make a phone call. And ask them to come over and maybe just look at, you know, your situation with your trees. Now would be the time to trim back or get rid of maybe some um, some threatening trees that potentially could then cause harm and cause you problems. In the fall, should we have... Uh, you know, a hurricane or something like that. You just, we don't know what's going to happen. But call Yankee Tree Service today, 401-439-6028. I have worked with them. I have dealt with them. I think I think they're terrific. They do fantastic work. Folks, it's Yankee Tree Service. Give them a call today, 439-6028. All right, we are up and running on Facebook. I apologize, folks. Sometimes these things just just happen and they'll be on our control. I also want to give one more plug before we get to um, real topics of, of that I want to touch on today. And, and that is um, our friends at Lawn Doctor. Hey, listen, like everybody, right, everybody's lawns have been decimated with all this heat, but you want them to come back. So I would, 
I suggest to you on this Monday to contact Lawn Doctor 401 392 1025. 401 392 1025. They have a very easy to navigate um, website, which is lawndoctor.com. It's Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island, but the website is lawndoctor.com. Lawn care service, outdoor pest control. They do it all. And you want to get on their premium eat service program where they'll come out, they do fertilizer, they do grub prevention. And, you know, you're going to want your lawn to come back early fall, fall, late fall. They start an early spring, spring limes, late spring, summer. Like many of you, I this past spring, our lawn has never looked better. It was even seen on national television as I would use it as a backdrop when I was on uh, Newsmax. And now, like everybody else, it's taken a, a beating. It will come back. But I'm saying, why not call Lawn, Lawn Doctor or go to their website, LawnDoctor.com, Lawn Doctor Rhode Island. Quick, easy quote, just put in your zip code and they get to you. Now, coming up uh, at 1230, we're going to um, speak to someone who is involved with the, um, someone who is involved with the CD2 race. So we're going to talk about that coming up. I also just noticed that now you see, you know, this is the benefit uh, after getting um, the NEA Rhode Island endorses Governor McKee for governor. That That is an endorsement that is bought and paid for. I also want to... Um, mention that I really enjoy our segment that we do uh, the last hour on this Monday. And folks, just to reset, it's 1218. It's Monday. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on this Monday, July 25th, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. We certainly have, I mean, the weather, it is so humid out. But as you heard in the forecast, um, it's supposed to clear up later. This this could be some torrential violent uh, rain coming our way. But right now, still a heat advisory. It's just so uncomfortable out right now. Air quality is lame. It's like 36. It was supposedly good. But um, the humidity is just brutal right now. 77% humidity. Not to turn into John Giorsi here, but the um, but with Governor McKee I really like our segment, uh, Politics This Week with Justin Katz, managing editor, anchorrising.com. You know what? Because it, it is inside baseball, but I love the segment. I love discussing and hearing Justin's view on things, his take. He always tells me something I don't know or uh, comes at, at an issue in a certain way. I think it's really constructive in that way. I, I just, I think that Governor McKee becoming, winning the primary, I think the ship has sailed. Now, we don't know what they're going to do on the ground because the the ballots and the mail ballots are just a huge unknown. But but right now, I I think everyone, you know, has kind of seen enough of, of Governor McKee. You know, it's kind of, you know, we use different analogies. Um, you know, here's Ted Nisi, a big get for Dan McKee is the teachers union endorsement. That's, um, it certainly isn't, um, it certainly isn't good for education. The fact that Dan McKee is now endorsed by NEA Rhode Island for a full term is, um, you know, that is deal making. And in an endorsement like that, it's the children that lose. The public school system right now, it's 1220. Hear me out. The public school system in the state is broken. The public school system, there's a couple of, you know, here and there. Uh, but by and large, the public school system, what it is compared to what it could be, is night and day. And a, a big, 
adversary in trying and hurdle, trying to retake the schools, improve the public schools. It begins and ends with the teachers unions. It just does. So McKee obviously has cut a deal with them that if he gets elected, blah, 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 something's coming. Uh, There's something very slippery about this. So the the fact that um, that they're endorsing him that this this should be should be uh, a warning sign for all parents that there is certainly uh, that there's some kind of a a slick deal in the background. Uh, and it's a backroom deal at that. And it is um, it is without it is without question, folks. The fact that Gov- um, that Governor McKee, you know, he, at this point He, he is basically willing to, there's, there's no amount of money that's off limits. He is willing to do anything in order to try to win this election. And that, that should be a concern for anyone that believes in good government and believes in transparent government. Uh, this is... This is without question, um, should be a shot off the bow, a warning sign for all parents that McKee has cut a deal to be endorsed by the teachers union. That is not a win for students. That's not a win for parents. The only people that win with that are the special interest, are the teachers unions and then the politician. Our government right now is so dysfunctional, it's hard to even wrap your head around it. We're we're in the, the the dark ages. This is we we are between the nation with Biden as president and McKee as governor. We are here's the good news. We are at a low point in state history because I don't think it can get any worse than it is right now with those two types of individuals. McKee right now will sell, sign, do anything to cut a deal to try to win the primary. Does not care. Everything's on the table. And you mock my words right now at 1224. At 1224. The fact that you watch what's going to happen with this Democrat primary coming up September 13th. Because as we've talked about it, and I like the fact that that Justin Katz has pointed out, is you kind of have two camps at play here. The old Ramundo camp. And some of her allies, and then you have the McKee camp. And the McKee camp is they are without question, they are willing to say or do anything uh, in order to, you know, get, get a, they're just willing to do anything to get ballots. McKee does not care about good government. McKee does not care about running an honest election. He, he, everything with that guy is, it's a shaky deal, you know, so he can run the ad, right? The governor, and that whole thing, but that's not solving anything. I'm glad that he has the free time and the luxury uh, to play cards with his mother in, in the kitchen. But, you know, you, you still have regular Taxpayers and business people are very concerned about the economy, about the future of the state, where things are going, uh, and it's it's with good reason. Now, folks, today is Monday. It's 1225. We have um, a lot of stories that are going to be going up later today on the website, dipetro.com. And don't forget, dipetro.com, which is brought to you by the Senadale Revival. Stop in and see them. Shane and company. If you haven't eaten there, I'm asking you, I implore you, I request you, stop by and have a meal or an appetizer or a drink 
at the Centerdale Revival, 2025 Smith Street, North Providence, right across from North Providence Town Hall and right next door to Stella Suites. It's the Centerdale Revival. Comfort, food, and cocktails, the Centerdale Revival. Now, right now, it's 1226. So we have a guest coming up at 1230. But what's also interesting to me is, you know, folks, do you see a pattern that, so Governor McKee has now been endorsed by the teachers union, NEA, Rhode Island. You know, in, in, in 2018, Raimondo got that endorsement. Raimondo got that endorsement and the secret deal that she had cut was the evergreen contract, which was the contract never ends. If they're endorsing the candidate, that doesn't mean that that is someone for education. Raimondo had the secret deal. The unions always want something. So the question is, what is the secret deal in the background? With Raimondo, it turned out to be that she would allow the evergreen provision to go in, which means the contract never ends, right? That was the deal that she cut. So McKee fancies himself a deal maker, fancies himself the poker player, because these wins at high low jack or go fish or whatever against, you know, playing against uh, his charming 94 year old mom, a governor who lives with his mother. Ah, <coughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so th- there's nothing good about that. These endorsements don't lead to better test scores. The endorsement from the teachers union does not lead. To, boy, schools are improved, blah, blah, zero, nothing. All it means is McKee has completely sold out. And I'm, I am open to the fact that if the Providence teachers got $3,000 bonus for no reason other than a vote, if the state workers all got a $3,000 bribe from Governor McGreed, there's something at play here that the teachers unions have endorsed him. So it's either a contract provision or this it's money because that's what it comes down to. And with him, it's it's all about name your price. He doesn't care. It's your money. It's my money. It's our money. It's taxpayer money. Governor McKee has no respect for taxpayer money. And it's also a tremendous transformation from a mayor in Cumberland that started off with these mayoral academies and, you know, winning a lot of support and admiration uh, from charter schools and people that truly want to improve education and how he has morphed into just a stooge puppet for the teachers unions. So there's nothing clean about the deal. There's something there. What do you think? They just looked over everything and said he's our guy so now it's just a matter of you know what was it that was done in order to in order to get you know get that deal done so that's what he was able to do he was able to close the deal with the teachers unions and offer them something without question Kathy Gregg also had more Big get more from the NEA is an organization. Dan McKee, blah blah blah, puts his money where his mouth is. Public school construction, well, that goes to the laborers. Um, issues at CCRI. He met with local leaders. It's nothing about that. There's some payoff here. Uh, without question, there is some payoff here. So now it's just a, a matter of what that payoff is. So, and then, you know, we're not going to know, unfortunately, but he is, if he is anything, he is not a leader of the people. Usually a teacher's union backing an incumbent Democrat. All right, folks, joining us on the line, join us on the line right now. We learned that it is official. He is going to be in that CD2 race, Congressional District 2, he does live in the district. We want to welcome uh, to the John DePietro show. He is the moderate party candidate, Bill Gilbert. Good afternoon, Bill Gilbert. 
Oh, good afternoon, John. Appreciate you having me on today. Can yeah. you hear me fine? I can hear you just fine. So I'm a little curious. Um, you know, the moderate party started off, that was Ken Block's project, that he did it and ran for governor. And then he kind of, it did get it on the ballot. I'll give him that. He kind of abandoned it. Um, and then he ran in 2014 as as a Republican. Um, you picked up the mantle, I believe, with the, the moderate party, so to speak. But I, I just wonder, has there has there ever been a moderate party candidate for one of our either Senate or congressional races here in Rhode Island? Uh, no, we, we haven't been able to fill that spot. We did have a... Uh School committee candidate over in Barrington and one in North Kingstown. But uh, those spots, we didn't really focus on those as heavy as we could have. I know the Republicans have trouble themselves. You know, what we tried to do is maintain our 5%. You know, getting Bob Healy on board one year uh, was really helpful. This year, we're really excited because it looks like we're going to get a lot of national attention to the election. Uh, we've already been contacted by a lot of national associations and there's a, there's a movement now for third parties out there. But uh, to answer the question, no, we have not been successful at the uh, state uh, state house level. Now, Bob Healy, he did uh, run. He ran a very successful campaign. It seemed to be, you know, to me, people knew him as the cool moose. But then he ran a, a moderate party. And then you you did you ran for office. Right, Bill Gilbert? Yeah, that's correct. I was actually uh, I actually made a debate the last three televised debates in the governor's election. It took us. Uh, you know, we probably started a little late. I was trying to find a uh, candidate that had more name recognition, like uh, Bob Healy. Unfortunately, he had passed away, and we weren't able to be successful. It's it's very difficult to get people to cross, you know, party lines. The unaffiliated movement has been growing, but you know, to get somebody with you know strong name recognition from the Democrats and the Republicans, we actually sat down with a lot of the Democratic leaders. And I just couldn't get somebody to pull the trigger, so we got into the race late. Uh, we're excited that we made the debate stage. You know, I, I believe we, I, I did well. I performed well on the debate stage with the gubernatorial candidates. I think that if it wasn't the Trump vacuum that we had and a late start, we could have done significantly better. Now, when you say, you, you know, you were happy with how you did, what, and I could pull it up, and I, I probably should have, but what, what was your final outcome uh, yeah, we, I, I think I pulled 2.9%. I'm not so concerned with, you know, when you're starting a movement like we're trying to do, and, you know, what Ken Block started years ago, uh, Ross Pro started in 94. Uh, what, I, what I think is that we were able to demonstrate the last several elections, at least the moderate party in Rhode Island, we've been able to run credible elections. We've been uh, uh, credible campaigns. We've been able to put up somebody, uh, myself and Bob Healy, with real ideas, running on ideologies and real platforms. Matter of fact, our platform is like 13 pages long with Republicans and the Democrats are less than a page. So we, 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 I don't believe we come across as knuckleheads, kooks, nut jobs. We're actually trying to drive the conversation. And when you look at the polls after the debates, during the debates, you know, the Facebook Live discussions, I believe we were well credible, well re well received. And, you know, I still have the, you know, the news make, you know, the news is still reaching out to us now looking at what we're going to do next. And this is what we're doing next is the CD2 race. Yeah. Um, what makes you think you're going to be on the debate stage? Uh, well, I'm not so sure. I'm going to do my best to make sure I drive the ideas home uh, like we did uh, during the governor's election. And I believe that, you know, if I can stay that credible and we can get our polling numbers up, I believe we will be invited. I believe that the third party candidate, especially my candidacy, talking about the elections, that, uh, you know, I bring something to the table. Currently, nobody's talking about the Russian issue right now. I, I don't even understand it. We finally have an office that's being watched by the national, uh, both sides, Republicans, the Democrats, you know, is it going to be a Republican seat? Is it going to be a Democrat seat? This one of the biggest discussions at the national level is our foreign policy. And nobody's talking about the Russia, the Russia debate, you know, are they going to stop in Ukraine? Are they going to go after one of our NATO countries? I think that we should have been on the border like, uh, like we were in Cuba. I think if, if Biden was president during the Cuban Missile Crisis, we'd have missiles in Cuba right now. I think it's a very important to have these discussions, and these are the discussions that neither side wants to touch. These are litmus test issues. 
And a third party can drive that discussion. And I think that's why I'll be on the debate stage. I want to talk about Russia. I want the media to talk about Russia. That's our foreign policy going forward. What are we going to do? What is Fung's answer to Russia? What is Seth Magaziner's answer to Russia? I can tell you, I think we need to be doing more. Yeah. Now, I don't understand because I'm look when I did Google it, it says following the 2018 gubernatorial election, the party lost official status, moderate party of Rhode Island. What is that referring to? That's what we didn't make. We didn't maintain our five percent uh, status you, to maintain what they call official party status is you need to maintain, you know, five percent of the gubernatorial election. Right. And, but it does not mean that. Uh, you can't put yourself on the ballot like the Libertarian Party, the Green Party, or okay. any other party in the state of Rhode Island. Yeah, so but we're not. But listen, you party. you you got two percent, right? So Bob Healy, he did well because he had run Cool Moves. People knew him. People were voting for Bob Healy. They weren't voting Moderate Party. So this this is you've never held office. Is that correct? That's correct. Right, and you're not even from Rhode Island. You're from Florida. And you've well, I've been here since I was. I've been here since 1987. Yeah. Uh, my father owned the largest fishing boat in Point. Yeah. Unit. Congratulations. Been here my whole life. So yeah. yeah so I, I would. I don't know if I would agree with that. My okay. grandmother was here. Yeah. William Reynolds Bridge in Wickford is named after my grandfather. Okay. But, but you you've never been elected. You took the That's Ken right. Block thing of the moderate party. Now it's it's fallen. It's not even official status. You're trying to resurrect it. It doesn't have a presence in the state. So. I, I don't think, Bill, I don't think you're going to qualify for the debate stage because if I'm a fun campaign, I'm saying he's got to show a threshold of 5% and you're not going to show a threshold of 5%. Well, I, I, don't, I don't know. Then does that, are you going to apply that same standard to the other unaffiliated candidates? Yes, of course. No, well, we don't have time yeah. for this. This yeah, is, are we going to apply? I, you you think everybody? What we should have? What six people on stage? It's not e- even even if you won. Wh- who are you caucusing with in D.C.? You're not getting anything done. But I, I would disagree that Blake Filippi did the same thing here in the state of Rhode Island. Yeah, that's in Rhode Island, though. We're not talking about D.C. So you would caucus with the Republicans? Is that what you're saying? Because that's what he ended up doing, and then Blake became a Republican. No, I, I'm not- I'm not so sure I would do that. I you just you way. just use Blake Filippi as the example, Bill. He, because he, he decided to caucus. I just had a caucus with the Republicans. I used Blake Filippi that he caucused with one party or the other. I think you could make the same argument that Alan Fung not being for being for a tr- being. You, you worry about first. yourself. Let's not worry about some of the other candidates well, no, right we, now. We talk about the same thing. It's, it's the same issue. He has the same problems. Who, who's he going to caucus with, with him not uh, taking the Trump endorsement? Is he going to caucus what, what, with what, Trump? Now, now, you're, now you're talking about something you don't even know what you're talking about. When he's not taking the Trump endorsement. Who said that Trump ever even offered an endorsement? Nobody said that. Then why are you he saying he's not taking the Trump endorsement? Because he See, said this, he wouldn't take it if it was offered to him. Well, but, all right, when has Trump ever endorsed anyone in Rhode Island? I didn't say he did. Well, then what are you talking about? Then that's a that's a that's a Democrat that's a Democrat question. No, it's not. It's, it's, who would be he caucusing with? Who, who, I am a voter in the state too, and so is everybody else. Who would he? All right, let me let me maybe I can answer this. He's a Republican elected to Congress, and you're you don't understand the process. That who would he caucus with? Wouldn't he caucus with the Republicans? I don't know. That, no, I don't know that he'd be effective. I think that was your question. I thought you thought I wouldn't be effective caucusing well, with one side of the it's other. one thing that we're about to, and again, folks, we're speaking with Bill Gilbert, who has sure. put himself as the moderate party candidate in CD2, even though in 2018 for governor, he got less than 3%, even though the party has lost official status. Um, I, I don't, don't think you're going to be included in, in the debates. I, I, that's fine. Okay. And, and, you know, I, I run the risk, and anybody does that puts themselves up running for office, taking call, uh, you know, coming on shows like this where I have to defend myself. I have to run the risk that I won't be elected. I have to take time away from my family, and I reckon I'll, I 
recognize all those things. And I'm glad that you're pointing that out to the voters. I'm hoping that the voters that are listening to this phone call, they can decide for themselves whether they want to talk about Russia, whether they want right. to talk about oh. the, uh, right. the, the, the things that are going on in our school systems today, whether they want to talk about whether we should be oil independent. I think I can bring those conversations to the table. But, can but, I get people to listen to me? I may or may not be no. able to. And I, I but, totally understand that. But Bill Gilbert. And I'm not so sure that I'm trying to waste your time because I think it was you that texted me to come on the show. Yeah, I'm no, absolutely I did because I wanted to hear it. I didn't say you're wasting sure. my time. But I'm, I thought you were saying I was wasting the people's but, but, time. But here, well, first you run for governor. And yes. now you're running for Congress. If here's my thing. If Bill Gilbert is so interested in getting involved and having a voice, why aren't you running for a winnable seat? Well, because I think what I was explaining to you is we have an opportunity right now because there's a national election going on. And there are people like myself that believe that the, uh, the duopoly that's going on and the, the hyper-partisan politics isn't helping our country. How I believe I'm trying to work within the country is to give that third option, that other option to people in the country and throughout the other states. And because there is national attention being focused on this election right now, because this is the first time in a long time where this the state might go Republican. It's Correct. It's an open seat. So therefore, that's right. So it's an open seat. So what we did is we sat down, sat down. All right, hold hold on. Before you we look at it. And before you go through the whole diet, let, let me. Well, I thought we, that was the question they answered. I, but asked here's me. the thing: with your definition of an opportunity. Now, if if a de- Democrat wins that seat, the Republicans are poised to take back the House. And I'm not. That is conventional wisdom across the board. They need five seats to flip it. They're going to win right. more than five seats. It's a matter of that. Now. If a Democrat can't get anything done, here's my question. How many third-party candidates right now are in Congress across the country? I, I don't know that there's any. There's none. So, I understand that. So I, I, how, many do, how many rhinos are there and how many actual people that would be if there were somebody has to do it first? So maybe I have an uphill battle, but I know one thing that's a real problem. The Republicans have a real issue in me being in the race because it might, even if I get three to four percent, that might be enough for, for another right. can change. Yes. <laughs> right. So and why would you want to do this that? Is why, because I'm not running as a Republican. I'm trying to beat both candidates. I'm trying to beat the Republicans and I'm trying to beat the Democrats. That's why. I'm not trying to. This, this isn't our country is not only if you're Republican, only if you're Democrat. We have 200,000 unaffiliated voters in this district yeah. that have had enough of this crap we want to talk about it russia we want to talk about whether we're going to have his or her bathrooms we want to talk about whether we're going to allow boys to swim in girls sports and i want to talk about closing the border i want to talk about having 12 languages in the state of rhode island public school systems where we just can't be effective and as long as we talk about partisan then why aren't you running as a republican for some seat my bigger goal Again, my bigger goal is to smash the two-party system and get three, four. Let's get into fusion voting. Let's get into ranked choice voting. We can talk about all kinds of cool things, but if you want to beat me up and if you want to keep challenging me why I don't run as a Republican, it's not going to happen. Well, you said you met with Democrat leaders, right? You you started off the conversation saying we had conversations with several Democrat leaders. So it sounds like the Democrats have convinced you to run for this seat. The, the Democrats have not convinced me of anything. I've spoken with Democrats, and I've, matter of fact, I've had more conversations with Alan Fung over the last four years than I've had with any other politician in the state. And I you, actually like Alan and Fung. And you still would really like to run guy. as the spoiler absolutely, to maybe absolutely. hurt him winning that seat. It's, it's not about hurting Alan. It's about bolstering the 200,000 unaffiliated voters in Rhode Island and the, and the, uh, the 110,000 plus million voters in the in the country that i believe don't feel they have a home we don't feel that we have a home we want to talk about real issues and instead these are the conversations we have so this no, is that, that that is not true at all there's a lot of serious well, conversations let me tell you this bill gilbert there's a yeah. lot of serious conversations being had sure. with people who are serious candidates you lost your official designation the moderate party, as I thought, you're not even officially recognized anymore because you fell below the 5%. I view, I see you as you're merely like an uh, an interloper running off the work that was done by Ken Block no, and Bob not, Healy. That's not, that's not, 
that's not even true. That is 100 percent true. Bob Ely wouldn't have ran if I didn't sit down and talk. To I believe that. I believe that. Yes. How many times I had to sit with Bob Ely, and I got, I got, I convinced Bob Ely, the one person that has only been a cool moose, and talk about leadership. You know what it takes to take to to move Bob Ely's mind well, to change his mind. He believed in the cause of third parties so much that he decided to take his cool moose party down yeah. and put All on right. a moderate party hat. Good. And so now let's talk about that. Leadership. Since since you're talking so about leadership and Bob Ely, have you been following the events? I did, I, have you have you been can I finish the question? Have you been following what has happened since his untimely death and some of his uh estate people that he was supposed to be handling all their finances? Have you kept up with all of that? I have. Okay, so you're using him as an example in leadership when in fact we both no, know if not. Bob Healy were we, alive, we he'd be facing criminal was, prosecution. Unfortunately, I did not say that. I said my leadership was I was able to convince him to come over. And that's no different than having Alan Fung have Ticketgate and promoting the guy for Ticketgate. He's not a clean person either. Zeth Magaziner, uh, our, our boy boy wonder from the Ira Magaziner and the Clinton family, nothing but a wall. Listen, but both of them have run and held office. Both of them have run and had successful campaigns and been John, elected. That's what John, it comes down to, Bill Gilbert. So, listen, it's you, you can run. What do you mean according to me? Listen, you can run. But I'm thrown when I see that there's a third-party candidate who has entered the race, who has never been elected to office. I'm always just somewhat taken aback. She doesn't have a shot. No, she shouldn't be running. She's also wasting her time. So it's only according to John DiPietro. Do you want to... No, no, no. It's going to be according to the voters. See, the voters decided in 2018 that you weren't a viable candidate. Okay? So hold on. No, I've taken enough. I wish you well with the campaign. I wish you well with the campaign. But it's more nonsense than we thought. That's what it comes down to. So, no, I don't think you should be on the debate stage. I don't. I don't think you should be on the debate stage. You're just wasting time. And I didn't mean to provide him an opportunity. If there was a serious third party individual that popped forward who's had success, who has some themes, I'm not going to have, look, I could have just let him go off on Seth Magazine. It's not a matter of what I decide. It's a matter of what the voters are going to decide. And this guy, the moderate party was started, started by Ken Block. He then abandoned it. And then this guy picked it up. And it is true. He that is totally true. He convinced Bob Healy to run for office. All of that is true. However, Bob Healy, who I knew, I was friendly with him. I thought he was a smart guy. Uh, in the aftermath, since he's passed away, he did some pretty questionable things with the finances of some of his clients who trusted him as an attorney. So that's why I say I, I'm not sure I would be throwing that out. That guy, no. See, he thinks he gets onto the debate stage. He thinks that because of that, be, there, there's this number of people. Folks, I want to be very clear that to me it's all about winning. It's all about winning. Uh, yeah, no, Joy Fox, she's wasting her time. I don't spend any time wasting uh, talking about that. She's not even running a campaign that is worthy and, and of, of, you know, of a congressional campaign. And I also want to be very clear when he said, oh, so John, DePe- no, 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 you spoke out in 2018. <clears throat> he was included in the debates and he got 2% of the vote. So it's not a matter of what I think. The voters thought that. That's what the voters thought of him. Um, he thinks by him getting on the ballot, he somehow needs to be included in the debate. That is not the system that we have. So it is true that especially in the uh, 2014 gubernatorial campaign, um, 
Healy did very, very well. He came in third in 2014, 21% of the, of the, uh, the vote. And then came in third behind, it was Ramundo and then Fung and then Bob Healy. But I would argue that is more about, that is more about that it was Bob. People were voting for Bob Healy. They were not voting for the moderate party. So, no, I think it's unfair. Alan Fung has skin in the game. He has run for office. He is the mayor. I am not opposed to independent candidates. I am in favor of serious candidates, people that want to really have impact on the race. And such as, listen, the mayor of Warwick ran as an independent. And, and I respect him. He is doing such a good job. They don't even have anyone to, to run against him. So as far as, and even, listen, Seth Magaziner. All right, I don't agree with his policies. I don't. But he has been elected general treasurer twice. So for this guy to come on and he wants to just take shots at Fung and he wants to just take shots at Magaziner, that's, that's not, you know, democracy. That's not, so what? He should be invited on the stage. So he's like, everybody's an idiot except for me. This is a very important election. <coughs> Rhode Island actually has an opportunity to be represented down in, um, in D.C., and the Republicans are going to take over Congress. This could be what we need. Hear me out. What we need in this state is balance. Much like Massachusetts, but even more so. The only way you're going to get balance is a competitive, well-functioning Republican Party. Regardless, you have to have that. You know, at the Rhode Island State House, if they could get more Republicans elected, all you need right now, the Democrat Party, they just steamroll everything through, right? That's all they do. The reason why the Democrat Party is so fearful of Cranston Mayor Alan Fung winning CD2, just so you everybody understands. And again, folks, at 1253, you know, I, I wanted to hear it. I was surprised that I saw that this guy actually qualified for the ballot. I was right. I thought, wait a minute, moderate party, they, they lost their affiliation. They did lose it. Um, I, I take, you know, public office, I take it seriously. I think you want serious people. And I look for people. It's all about winning. It's all about, you know, these people like this isn't fair and that's not fair. Now, Patriot training camp starts this week. So this, you know, that word fear, somebody's going to show up there. I want to try out. This always happens, by the way. Every training camp, these young guys start showing up. I want to try out. And then whatever the professional team is, they have to explain. It doesn't work that way. We don't know who you are. Never heard of you. We don't have you on a scouting chart. Uh, In order to be considered for the NFL draft or to be invited to training camp, you know, you have to be invited to training camp. You have to maybe play high school ball. You have to play college ball. And then maybe be drafted, not always drafted. Sometimes there's free agents. And what are they going to say when they are walking away from training camp? That's not fair. You know, it's always the people that then decide that that is the system that the NFL has. That is the system they work under, right? You want to play. Now, they, they sometimes draft foreign players who have played even another sport. There are guys playing in the NFL that played lacrosse. Um, or played basketball, but it's it's rare, right? It's rare, but there are people that just show up. They want to rewrite the system for them. They want to rewrite the system. Isn't fair. I'm going to stand on the stage and I'm going to tell everyone that this one's a crook and this one's a crook and I'm the only one. And then everyone's going to rise up and people are going to pour out of their homes to the streets and carry them down. And boom, (coughs) it's not happening. It's absolutely not happening. Alan Fung was on the city council. Alan Fung ran for mayor and lost. Alan Fung ran for mayor again. He's seven and three. He's had 10 elections. He's lost for governor twice and lost running for mayor once. That is someone 
who's running a serious campaign. I'm not a fan of Seth Magaziner, but he ran a very serious campaign for general treasurer in 2014. I've told the story. He obliterated Frank Caprio. I, I saw them in one debate, and that was enough. It was lights out. It was, I think it was even on Channel 36 where they had their one debate. And, and when I saw that, I said, that's the guy they should have had one for governor instead of Clayboy Pell. <clears throat> but he's been treasurer for, you know, he's, he's run and won. I want to just say this. I am not opposed. You know, Jesse Ventura was the independent candidate, ran for governor of, uh, ran for, for governor of Minnesota and won. He, this guy uses Ross Perot as an example. Ross Perot, in 1992, if you didn't have Ross Perot, George Bush would have won re-election. And, and instead, that led to eight years of Bill Clinton. So I don't know if that's the best example. Um, I just wonder, because that happens sometimes, if a party puts someone up to running to try to get a third party in there. And I don't know who would be the people that would vote for a third party. But this is a real opportunity to change the balance. And what they're really nervous about at 1257, and I want to be very clear, I, I normally don't end an interview like that. I just, I wanted to hear exactly why he was running. Um, but it's when it starts, you know, what, no one's talking about Russia. Like, are you paying attention to anything? The only thing people care about right now is the economy and this other stuff, you know, then we'd really be out of luck, at least with a Democrat, you know, a Democrat in, in Congress. I I would be more inclined to have a Democrat representative in Congress than a, an independent is then in nowhere man's land. And I recognize that everyone understands that. But now you're not now you're not getting anything. You're a total outlier. And that doesn't help the state in any way. The reason why they're most concerned about Mayor Fung winning that congressional seat is because that could set the stage for a very credible Senate run. That's what it's all about. That's what the Democrat Party is so nervous about. And Rhode Island was best served when we had a Republican in the Senate and we had a Democrat in Senate. Certainly a Republican in Senate. And we haven't had that since John Chafee. So the state would be better served with at least two Republicans in House and Senate, and then two Democrats, if you have to have that, by the way. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by AtMed Urgent Care, 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston, and 5750 Post Road in East Greenwich, AtMed Urgent Care. Next time you have an emergency, you want to visit one of those two locations, walk-in routine urgent care, um, they also do work-related injuries, physical exams, and if someone has COVID, AtMed Urgent Care has mononuclear antibody infusions. AtMed Urgent Care, they are diverse, wide-ranging, cost-efficient healthcare alternative, hospital-based emergencies. And what I like is it's just so much faster than if you go to an emergency room. Now, folks, right now it's 1259. Um, I don't think I've ever, I don't remember if I, I think I interviewed that guy one time. I don't remember, but it just seems preposterous. Um, This portion of the program is brought to you by the Coincident. Delicious food, drinks in the lounge, nice and air conditioned. How about a great meal at the Coincident, 226 Coincident Avenue in West Fork. We will be doing uh, Facebook Live later today. We have another hour to go. Next hour is radio only. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can listen online at the website, DiPietro.com. It's John DiPietro, folks, on this very warm Monday, July 25th. We're going to break for the 1 o'clock news. We have another full hour to go. It's right here on the other side on the John DiPietro Show.